Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Haley Lou Richardson on The White Lotus and a lot of Jonas Brothers love. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Yes, Haley Lou Richardson, the main event on today's podcast, talking all things, really all aspects of her career, but primarily her recent role in uh, the much-buzzed-about White Lotus Season 2. Everybody loved it, justifiably so. Mike White delivers again and again. Uh, we'll get to all of that with Haley Lou, who was charming and quirky and fun and smart and cool and all the right adjectives. Uh, she is the main event on Happy, Sad, Confused today. Uh, other stuff to mention before we get to that, though. Um, a lot going on, as always, guys. A bunch of live events to remind you guys about. Um, this is, by the way, a bonus episode. There'll be two episodes of Happy, Sad, Confused this week. Uh, later on this week, if the schedule holds, another really accomplished, fantastic actor, actress, to be specific, um, making her Happy, Sad, Confused debut. Stay tuned for that one. And I should say, we have a lot of uh, double episodes uh, the next few weeks, even a couple months, perhaps, on Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, I have a tough time saying no to great guests. And tis the season. It's, you know, continually, it's always, I feel like it's always award season. It was movies award season. Well, guys, we're getting into Emmy consideration season. And that gives me a great excuse to catch up with all these fantastic actors who are spreading the good word about these fantastic performances. So um, if you haven't given us a subscribe or a like now is the time to do it because we have some amazing guests coming up on happy sad confused and you just have to look at the past guests recent guests i mean come on guys uh, jody comer russell crowe it doesn't get any better than that so um join the happy sad confused bandwagon um mothership whatever you want to call it um we aim to please around here and hope you, hopefully you guys are enjoying what we have to offer anyway i was saying live events we got a bunch in new york coming up if you're hearing this um, before or even on April 18th, come on out to 92NY. We've got Ray Romano um, at 7 p.m., 92NY. It's going to be a fantastic night talking about his entire career and his new film, Somewhere in Queens. Next week, catching up with Jim Gaffigan, one of the funniest men on the planet. April 27th, again at 92NY, talking about his comedy, his acting, his new role in Peter Pan and Wendy, and a whole lot more. And then in May, I can say, this one is confirmed. Tickets are available, but I think they're going to go. I think this one could be a very popular one based on his fan base. John Cena, May 15th, 92NY, talking everything from Peacemaker, his wrestling career, and of course, Fast 10. Fast 10? Fast X? What do we call it? I don't know. Maybe that's my first question to John Cena. We'll see. Um... I am gearing up for the big summer movie season, and Fast 10X, whatever we want to call it, uh, is kind of kicking it off. I have some really exciting things planned for that one, even beyond John Cena. Stay tuned for that. I'll keep you guys posted. But I'm already planning and um, you know scheming for some big events, podcast tapings, red carpets. We'll see for all the big summer movies to come, guys. We have, what do we have? We have Barbie. We have Mission Impossible. We have Oppenheimer. That's just off the top of my head. Um, it's going to be a fun, old-school, big-time summer movie season, and I cannot wait. 
Um, so yeah, so that's what's to come. There are going to be more live events announced. Don't you worry. All the information, as always, is in the show notes. If you want the early access to these events, if you want the discount codes, if you want the merch and the swag and all the perks, uh, sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. And another reminder, I know I keep mentioning it, but I think people are really enjoying um, listening and now watching on Spotify. If you've not subscribed on Spotify, uh, get in on that. Do it up. All right, guys, let's talk Haley Lou Richardson for a moment. Uh, this young woman has been acting seemingly her entire life, and she is so talented and so fun. Um, I've never really had the chance at all. I think this is the first time we met over Zoom, and I think we really clicked. She is, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, she's an odd one, and I love my odd ones. She's got a great sense of humor. She's got a really unique vibe and energy, and I just, I just dug her. She's great. Not to mention, supremely talented. She, of course... Uh, has a very key role in the new season of White Lotus. It's not so new now. It came out a few months ago. I would advise, you know, we, we talk some spoiler stuff in this conversation about White Lotus, so maybe catch up on White Lotus if you haven't already. If not, tread carefully. Um, and we talk a great number of things, everything from her Batgirl audition to uh, her real obsession, and I think that's, that's, an, that's an appropriate word, for the Jonas Brothers. If you haven't seen it, look up the moment she was on The Late Late Show with James Corden when James surprised her with Nick Jonas and watch her brain melt. Um, since then, she has started one of their music videos, and uh, we really have a lot of fun talking Jonas Brothers stuff with Haley Lou. So I think you'll get a kick out of it. Even if, even if you're not a Jonas Brothers fan, I think you're going to appreciate her fandom, her excitement, her energy around that. Okay. Without further ado, let's go to the races and let you uh, enjoy this fantastic chat with a young rising star of television and film. Please enjoy my chat with White Lotus star, Haley Lou Richardson. All right, here we go, Haley Lou. Is it Haley or Haley Lou? What's the proper way to introduce you? I mean, they're both my name. <laughs> I guess it's whatever you want. I, Haley okay. Lou sounds pretty cute. Um, and it is Maybe my If you do say so yourself, yeah. Mm -hmm. But Haley, like, I don't know. I always introduce myself as Haley because I feel like there's something kind of pretentious or something about having two names. So I've, I've always wanted to introduce myself as Haley Lou, but it's really hard for me. What about the whole, you could go the whole, the whole way, Haley Lou Richardson or not, or bust? Haley Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever okay. you want. Okay, we'll see. Let's let's I'll figure it out by the end of this how I want to refer to you. Um yeah, got different different names throughout. You could throw in something completely Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely different and see how it feels. We can we can call you a number of things in addition to actress. You are a dancer, you are an Etsy mogul, you are a a borderline stalker of the Jonas Brothers. So oh. they're Far beyond borderline, it's reached the highest of heights of stalking. <laughs> it's actually multiple people. Um, I oh. should be, yeah. I, I've realized with all the um, interviews and press and stuff for the White Lotus, like every interview, it seems that I'm talking about a new person that I stalk. <laughs> well, we're gonna we, we're gonna get to the Jonas Brothers later. I'll save that. But okay. do we do, do you want to hint at what, so what else? Are, who else are you? Borderline. Well, there's also Aubrey. Plaza. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, but that's not stalking. That's, uh, that's a collaborator. That's a friend. That's a... No, but before we worked together and before she's right. was 
friend, um, which I think we're friends now. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I like legitimately stalked her. Like right. showed up places I was not invited to be close to her. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting technique. It's um, it's something yeah. that I feel like you, like someone of your lofty stature at this point, you don't need to do it that way. You can you can be like uh, a big time movie and TV star and be like have the have Team Richardson say, "Hey, I want to have, have coffee with Aubrey Plaza." Yeah. yeah, maybe, um, maybe, but it's not as fun. <laughs> you know, like the hint, the hint of danger. You want the glint of fear in their eye. Honestly, <laughs> and with Aubrey specifically, there was something deeply fulfilling of of that danger. Um, well, she so, emits danger. She everything yeah. about her is like I, I I've I've had the pleasure of knowing Aubrey for many years, and I still don't know oh, if she hates me or loves me or wants yeah. to murder me. I think that I think that if you feel a sense with her, like she wants to kill you, honestly, that's how you know that she loves you. I think that's I think that's for the year now that I've known Aubrey as a friend before before my stalking her for the couple years prior. I think that she definitely does want to kill me, but she also like will FaceTime me out of nowhere. But right. then like when we're FaceTiming, like she acts like she's mad at me. But then I realized that she FaceTimed me. So it is very dangerous and it is very uncertain, but that's what Keeps I the magic it. alive. I know. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. I totally relate. I love th those are my favorite relationships too. That's like why I therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is telltale sign. <laughs> yeah. Like I have like my one of my spirit animals I often talk about on the podcast is Michael Shannon, who I, I'm obsessed with and is amazing. And I'm convinced either we will like live together in our golden years or he will put a pillow over my face and murder me one day. Like he'll be the last image before I die. And I kind of love How's you how close it is. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, anyway. Uh, um, what what is life like right now? Are you are you working? Are you still white lotusing? Does it the, the beat go on and on what's happening well that question is so loaded um what oh no like <laughs> life like right now um no i'm not I'm, I'm well i mean i guess i'm still doing interviews about the white lotus but they're more few and far between than you know right. when the show was coming out and everything um i did get a little bit burnt out from that so i had a little break from that which is and this is kind of my first interview in a month or so so yeah you're fresh you're recharged yeah. So I, I'm recharged, but I also might mean I'm like, might be extra socially awkward in this interview, <laughs> but, um, perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, life has, um, been watching a lot of TV been, uh, tell me what are, are you watching? Um, love on the spectrum. I love online dating shows and love on the spectrum is like a, you know, meaningful one. Mm -hmm. Some of them aren't so meaningful. Um, which I like that too. I like those meaningless ones as well. Uh, sure. But I also just started shrinking. Oh, and great. it's so good. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, I've always loved him. Is his name Jason Seagal or Jason Siegel? No, well, there's Steven Seagal, which we could have a longer conversation about. Oh, but no, so it is Siegel. It is Siegel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have always really liked him. So I miss He's watching him and stuff. So, so. It's been it's been a minute since the White Lotus magic happened. Did it? I mean, 
I don't know. You've look, you've been in things that have been watched and obsessed over before in different ways. But this, I guess, is a different level of scrutiny and excitement. Fair to yeah. say? Yeah, both those words for sure. Scrutiny scrutiny and excitement. Yes. <laughs> and it is a different level. Like this is like this show is like a phenomenon. Phenomena? Phenomenon. Phenomenal. We could just do that for a what? Phenomenon? Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. Is it phenomenon? Well, there are phenomena, but something is a phenomenon. I think maybe that is it the plural of phenomenon, phenomena, maybe? I did not go to college. I barely finished high school. So <laughs> well, I, I am, did. I don't know what my excuse is. Yeah. I am very unsure. Okay. Um, but it, it is a whatever that word is. It really kind of was that, like socially, pop culture, like um, people just watch it and uh and that's so cool but it's also um terrifying <laughs> well it's unusual too in like it's not look we know from the first season it, that was a phenomenon too but like it's not the typical it's not look it's not game of thrones it's not lost it's like it, it kind of like is a surprise it's, it's an odd thing in a wonderful way that people latched onto yes. and to have it happen a second time around like you don't want to be on the second iteration where they're like oh we fumbled the ball. Like they set it up for us and we screwed it up. <laughs> and there was a chance for that. Like, of course, I, I thought that Mike was going to fumble the ball because he's freaking smart. Um, but I was like, am I going to come in here and ruin it? Like, is this the whole, all these new people, the new, is it just going to be a disappointment? Right. Um, and I think the consensus was that it wasn't, which is great. <laughs> Um, but you know, the whole, the word that you use, the other word scrutiny, I did feel that as well. I felt like, oh, wow. Like people like these characters in this show are very like kind of made and set up to be judged. Yes. That's the point. But then also because some so people got into the show so much, like the, um, cross contamination of, person actor and character I felt like got so discombobulated and I did for the first couple episodes when people started like really despising Portia it was like oh my god people think I'm lame and insufferable right. <laughs> um but so that that stung for a second but then I just kind of surrendered to it and loved it in a way <laughs> so are you talking mostly online or does that happen in the wild too like were people encountering you like referencing you as Portia in the in the wild streets of los angeles that has been happening more so like if and when i do get recognized like i was in new york for fashion week stuff and i was just like walking out of brunch and this like middle-aged man like grabbed grabbed me and was like Portia. You know, people say Portia and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And I respond, I turn around and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe I'm part of the problem. Um, no. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, there is, it is different. I feel like people yeah. watch the show and see the actors on it in a different way because of something. I don't know. Are you, I'm were you, are you protective of that character? Because as you said, she like all of them, but maybe in particular was was judged a bit for fashion from things she did or didn't do. You, I mean, you let us all down. Jennifer Coolidge is dead now. Thanks to you. Thank you. To me. <laughs> <laughs> to me. You're cross. You're no, no, I'm sorry. I'm confused. I'm, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. 
Um, but no, yeah, I, so I do feel a love and an empathy and I guess a level of protection for Portia, but I also knew going into it and my conversations with Mike about her, um, were also that she is not like the perfect, there is no really like perfect, right, grounded, level-headed character in the show. Like everyone yeah. is flawed and everyone is fucked up. And that's the point. Um, so I think I also like really do see the um, insufferable qualities about her or the qualities yeah. that I'm like, God, if you could just get out of your own way or see that like, you have agency in this situation, you know, in your situation in your life. Like there's, there's so many things about her that um, I both empathize with and care for her because I spent this time with her, you know, and do love her, but also want to just like grab her and shake her. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Were you, were you surprised or did you expect the kind of obsession with the fashion choices that Portia <laughs> I did not expect that. Um, but again, that was something that I was a little bit hurt by at the beginning. And then I was like, wait, no, this is amazing. People freaking see that this is a choice, that this is a, like, uh, this is a, there's, it, it's, it's part of how people saw the character of Portia, the person of Portia. And that was the point. I had a lot of fun um, figuring out her style and, her choices or, or lack of choices or um, too many choices or whatever. <laughs> I uh, What was your I, favorite contribution that you made, favorite idea that you made to the wardrobe? Um, I really did push for the uh, crochet uh, top at the beach and um, that bucket hat I did make, which if there's anything I took personally, it was the hate on that bucket hat because I made that with my own two freaking hands. But um, just like generally, I was really adamant with Alex, the costume designer. I was like really adamant about there always, I always wanted there to be something that like threw it off. Like it right. couldn't be, if there was like a nice piece or like things that matched, like I wanted something that added to it that made it just be like huh like why would she yes. do that <laughs> you're so close it almost goes all together except for this one yeah 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 it's you like missing something or has like three pieces it didn't need or like doesn't make any sense for the situation she's in um or just doesn't look right on me like whatever it was i just wanted there to be something that was off and honestly that made me feel like portia because portia constantly has this like off look on her face like she's just like <laughs> like wrong, like something is wrong. And whenever I would get dressed as her, I would know when I looked at myself in the mirror, if I was making that face, I was like, oh yeah, this outfit's right. <laughs> um, well, it's Porsche right, but not cute outfit right. It occurs to me, this will probably be the first Halloween season where people are dressed as your character. You know what? I thought about that too. And I've never played a character that, it really makes sense. Like it hit in that way that people would dress up as them for Halloween, but like people are already dressing up as Portia. Yeah. So um, I get tagged in so many Instagram posts. Like it seems like whenever someone wears a sweater vest and a bucket hat, they're like, it's Portia. And I love it. So I'm hoping people do. Um, yeah. That's, that'd be cool. How much sweeter is this whole thing, the fact that you uh, beat out your friend and sometimes doppelganger, Zoe Deutsch, for this role? 
<laughs> um, I didn't know that she had auditioned till later, but um, honestly, we make jokes sometimes that we could like both get a job and do like a twin, like when one of us is having an off day, like the other half the work. Yeah. Honestly, I wish I knew that she was auditioning and maybe we could have just said, let's both do it. (laughs) Um, And I wonder if anyone would have (laughs) noticed. Do you see it yourself, the resemblance? Or are you kind of like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about? Well, I do think she's a lot prettier than me. Um, I don't know if that's, I, I, I don't know if that's just my own deep insecurity, but I think she's just like, so there's something about her that's so like feminine and like dainty. And I just feel like the little like round cherub <laughs> version. But, um, but yeah, I do see it. In certain pictures, I look at myself and I'm like, wow, I'm very Zoe in this pic. So um, yeah, I see it. I, I do. How many I, um how many photos have, of her have you signed in your life? You- oh yes, you know what? A lot. And now I used to be like, hey, that's not me, that's Zoe. But yeah. now I'm just like, you know what? And I signed my name on the picture. Um, I wonder if that will be worth more on eBay or wherever they sell these pictures or but yeah, there are several pictures of Zoe with my signature on them for sure. I mean, I am tempted to get her on the phone right now on FaceTime just to prove that once and for all, they're two different people. It's the whole Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard phenomenon. Yeah, we um we have been in the same room, you know, with the same we've met a few times. And um, there's a couple pictures of us, I think, just to prove to the Internet that we are, in fact, it's 2023. We can do a lot with, you know, Photoshop nowadays. Okay, yeah. it's going to take more than that. True. Very true. Very true. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college was not exactly a high point in our academic careers. I know it wasn't for me. I tried Italian, I tried French, and none of it stuck. But now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I'm doing Italian because I love to travel, and I love going to Italy, and I want to engage the culture in a little bit of a more profound and meaningful way. And yeah, I want to be able to order better in Italian restaurants, okay? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new lesson and language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Plus, you can choose from over 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. They've got lessons that you can access, podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free, guys. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code HSC. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code HSC. In terms of the production of White Lotus, as I understand it, you you passed on the opportunity to stay at the hotel because of your love of a of a beautiful cat. Is that the idea? Um, yeah, it was my love of a beautiful cat and my love of like alone time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like the idea of staying 
there sounds fun for a week, but I'm like, surprisingly, I have a lot of introvert in me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, I knew I was going to be around these people all the time. And, um, I was, and that's, we, we, you know, made friends and did a lot of socializing and drinking and eating. Um, but I was like really thankful, honestly, to go back to like my own place and just be able to like cook in my kitchen right? and snuggle with my cat. (laughs) (laughs) I did appreciate, I'm sure you, sure you saw your, your vanity fair red carpet interview circulated like wildfire it was it was the one where you where someone asked you are you ready to party and you're like yeah yeah i'm I'm, I'm going home with my cat and take a bath i'm done i posted that on instagram yeah that's uh that uh oh yeah that was the vanity fair party i forgot even where i was i was like already napping at that point by the time i was taking the picture um but yeah i i really do i think people think because i have a lot of energy um and i love people. I really do. But like I recharge by right. no one and nothing. Um, right. yeah, I, I really do need that time. <laughs> so let's talk, was the energy, uh, in full evidence, young Haley Lou, Phoenix, Arizona, toddler from the start that from, was the family like, Oh, we've got a wild one. We've got something on our hands. Like, was it fully in evidence as a, as a kid? What was what in evidence? Just that there was a lot of a lot of energy that needed to be focused in a certain direction. Yes. In fact, you know, the terrible twos. Yes. Apparently, (laughs) I had the most terrible of twos. And uh, my parents had to, like, take me to a psychiatrist and stuff because I was I was screaming. So I would scream so loud. I would like give myself strep throat or something. I had a lot of energy and a lot of like yearning for um, like having my own voice and independence. That was all very extreme from a young age. So yeah, I think they knew. And then soon after that, you know, like is when they started putting me in a lot of extracurriculars. (laughs) Yeah. Soccer, gymnastics, dance, acting, all of it. I did all of it. (laughs) Um. <laughs> and so was was it because I know dance was and is a passion. Did they kind of come at the same time? Did dance did one lead to the other? Did you kind of gravitate in one direction at first or what? I uh I I'm trying to remember the timeline. Um I did I danced when I was like three, four, five years old in like tap jazz, like little kid classes, combo classes, you know? Um, and then I remember I took a break from dance till I was like eight or nine. And during that break was when I got into acting. I went through a lot of phases. I went through like a soccer phase and then a gymnastics phase. And then I got into acting, but with the community theater and summer camps and stuff that I did with acting, um, I must not have been very good at the start because I would always get like the extra equivalent roles in the in the right. plays. Um, so yeah, maybe I tired out from that <laughs> from like not you know being good not at getting that. not getting the validation of like oh yeah she's got it let's put her in the front of yeah. the center they're like yeah. no let's make her the tree let's make she's a great <laughs> tree. Well, I never played a tree, but right. I played close to a tree i played um town crier number two sure in cinderella um i played what else did i play 
Oh yeah, there was one thing where I literally just played like multiple background one-liner characters that right. I can't remember them, but I just would like change. I would just like the whole play, I'd just be in the background changing outfits and then I'd come on stage and say like one line or like wave or something. But yeah, that wasn't the most fulfilling. So um, when did when did it get fulfilling? When did you get the validation? When did people sort of be like, oh wait, she's got something? Um, Honestly, not till I moved to LA. Like mm. it was kind of uh, premature in the grand scheme of things moving to LA because I didn't really have any sort of validation or success as an actor at all um, before moving to LA to act. <laughs> so I don't know why or how I knew to do it or my parents like trust had enough faith in me to do it, but um, we did it. And then after like a year of being in LA, I booked my first um, like independent film and uh, where I was the lead. And uh, I was like, wow, this is actually clicking. Like I thought, like I felt deeply like it would, but there was nothing to base that off of, but it just kind of clicked. And, I, I, uh, I noticed that like, even from the start, you were the lead in a lot of these early films actually. And it was kind of like, you had these kind of, from the start, you've kind of had this like dual career, right? You've kind of had like the teen kind of like thing going in, in some, in some ways, but then like this indie route that has followed throughout these two kind of two tracks that sometimes that's cross over. Weird. I do have this weird Hannah Montana, like dual career going on where I'm like, yeah, where I'm like playing a teenager being like, uh, or I'm like doing a, you know, really fulfilling movie. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that is interesting. I've never heard it put that way. But yeah, that kind of was going from the beginning where I was doing these, like the first, you know, lead in this movie that I did when I was 17 was called The Last Survivors. And it was a amazing role for one of my first roles ever you know at 17 with a year in LA and it was like this post-apocalyptic movie and I'm like the hero this 17 year old girl's like the hero and that's a lot to learn yeah. from as me and a lot to weight to carry and like pressure to kind of like see if you can handle it and if you love it and so that was such a big deal but then at the same time I was like a guest star on an ABC family show right. Right. <laughs> but it's cool like I feel like I've Covered a lot of bases thus far. Yeah, you you've been in you were in Christmas Twister, which I haven't seen. No, but does that have continuity with the original Twister, or is it its own kind of thing? It's its own thing. It okay. really is. And um, let me tell you, I've never been able to forget that movie. My friends, uh, my friends watch it have a have a viewing party every Christmas that they don't invite me to. <laughs> They'll send you texts from it, by the way. We're... Yes, the week of Christmas, I just get like a picture from my friends from back home in oh, Arizona. No. And they're like, remember? And it's me like screaming, Brian, as my boyfriend like is getting sucked into a twister. Yeah, so um, that was fun. And then and then, uh, Escape from Polygamy, do they actually, is, spoiler alert, do they escape from polygamy in the end? Um, You know, do they? I forget. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Spoiler okay. I'm pretty sure they escape. I'm pretty sure he runs away and then she goes off to find him. Okay. Yeah. Today's episode of Happy, Sad, Confused is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Are you guys like me? Do you feel kind of a buzz 
when you find a deal? Do you feel smart? Do you feel lucky? What about when you're surprised by a deal? Does it feel like you're getting a treat for free? Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes, it's a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Okay, how does it work? Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds, Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll find the prices drop. I know from experience, guys, I've just gone through this Valentine's Day, my niece's birthday, I had to get gadgets and clothing and gifts, and Honey was there for me. And Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out, guys. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting happy, sad, confused. So get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com HSC. That's joinhoney.com HSC. So you say like from the start, you kind of had this amazing opportunity and then like, has it felt like a steady ascent in terms of like, in terms of the percentage of roles that you, that you find fulfilling and satisfying? Has it been kind of like, if I catch you at a certain year, are you like, what am I doing this for? It's not going anywhere. I'm in a rut. Or does it feel like it's been kind of like the steady incremental um, journey to the top where we find you today? To the top? <laughs> you did it. You peaked, is what I'm saying. No, oh, please tell me this. Please. Um, oh golly. Uh I guess what I'm saying is like, do you feel like there's a path like that you have control over, or do you feel like it's all out of like your hands and you're just sort of like riding riding the wave the last five, ten years? I feel like I like that middle spot of the balance, which is like life, where you don't have control over what happens, but you have control for the decisions you make and trusting your instincts and the people you keep around you and, um, you know, what you make of situations. So, you know, you kind of got to be like water, (laughs) but also um, be intentional. So that's where I'm trying to be now. I do feel like so far it has been like, I do kind of see my last almost 12 years now since being in LA is like a, a very, very subtle and steady, like staircase. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm like, you know, stepping up like one stair at a time. And I'm really glad for that. There's been times where I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this taking so long? Why is this not, you know, why can't I be an overnight success? (laughs) But, um, but really if I, really go to the core and be honest about it and myself and what I've learned and stuff. I'm, I am glad for it because I feel like it's given me a lot of room to um, make mistakes and see what I want and don't want. And like, there's movies that I did early on that I hope nobody ever sees my performance in them. But it's like, if I were to do a character like that now, I'm so glad I made that mistake back then. And I've had, you know what I mean? I am. Um, so, well, yeah. And, you, and you can see the look, I mean, especially in the last six, seven years of the filmmakers that you've kind of made these partnerships with, um, you know, 
Kaganada um, twice working right in, in Columbus and after Yang, um, you know, working, you know, on support the girls. I mean, these are have to be like very rewarding. I mean, Shyamalan, I mean, getting to be creeped out by McAvoy for probably a couple of weeks has to be amazing just to witness what he was doing. These are all in that movie. Oh my God. I remember there was a, there was a little awards talk for him then. And it should have really. It really should have, because that was a, that could have gone really wrong. If the, you know what I mean? And he freaking was amazing. Like he's so, and like in the moment there was a scene where he was, um, Hedwig, I think the little boy's name was, and he was like, I say a hot dog. <laughs> and Jess and I, Jessica Sula and I were like holding on to each other. And we were like off camera and it was just on him. And it was like the, him and we were just there, you know, that's how movies are made. <laughs> I don't know if you know, that's how all these different setups. But um, but we were off camera and we were just being there for eyeline and stuff. And after this, this one take, it was so unsettling. And Jess and I just looked at each other and we were both like, tears were streaming down our face because it was so like just unsettling and yeah yeah but he was great anyways i, I what were you even saying well i was getting no, no, that, that that's great but i also wanted to mention and am i am i pronouncing the director's name koganada yeah, Co- okay. so i know that from what i've read this is a collaborator that you've really valued that clearly has found different shades of you and really is a unique filmmaker i remember i spoke to colin about after yang and he was in love with working with him as well um what about that has felt unique in terms of like the kind of partnerships you want to have going forward with, with filmmakers gosh i wish everyone was a coconata but that's the that's the uh beauty of coconatas that he's like truly one of a kind and i just yeah. like i don't know how i got so lucky with that like some things in my life when people say like oh she's so lucky i'm like no i freaking worked hard for that but it's like with Coconata, I just feel like deeply so lucky that I came into his life and vice versa. Like, it's just one of those things where like the first time I ever met him um, to talk about Columbus, because they had, he he wanted me to be in Columbus at that point in my life and career, like, you know, with Christmas Twister under my belt. Right. <laughs> um, right, like, right. I don't know why he knew of me and- sure and want like trusted me before even knowing me to be in this be this character in this movie his first movie and uh but you know we met and like I had never felt like seen as a person and a creative person an actor an artist like honestly the artist I, I can't say it without doing this but like that's the first time meeting him that I had ever felt like seen and trusted and like truly respected in a really deep way by a person that I could make something with. And um, it was like, I just feel so lucky that he, that that happened. Like, I don't know how the, or why, but I just, I just love him and trust him fully. And um, I also think that he trusts me with, which is a really rare thing to like feel deeply that mutual trust when you're making something with with someone um so yeah I um that's a really really special relationship in my life and career and I'm I'm thinking and hoping it's going to be there for for a while 
I'm I'm still in love with the that opening sequence and after Yang the credit sequence and the dance sequence. It, it's for those that haven't checked it out, check it out. Check it out. Sometimes I literally like will just watch YouTube it and watch it. Just that title sequence because it's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get your perspective as a dancer and an actor? What's on your Mount Rushmore of dancing in film? Are you like are you a center stage lady? Are you a singing in the rain classic gal? Are you Black Swan? Are you Step Up? Where, what, what's what's your dance film? I love all of those. Okay. I love all of those. I love like any time there's dance in storytelling. Um, if it's like just like broad and like fun, like Step Up or, you know, um, I I just love it. I do think there's a lot more room for more and different genres and ways of like expressing story and emotion through dance. Um, so I'm excited to do those things. Um, but do you, do you have a dream dance acting collaborator? Are you do, like the, the Channing Tatum's of the world, the people that like, who, who, who do you want to share the screen as an actor dance partner with? Oh, Oh, um, well, a lot of people. I have a lot of dreams. Let me tell you. <laughs> this is the this is the part of the therapy session where we get into your dream dream work. I'm filled with dreams. Um, uh, well, honestly, like in in the near future, uh, there's this. Um, wait, no, I actually don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it. Oh, <laughs> it. manifested Joe Bros. You've done it many times. This I time, the hard yeah, line. Okay. I I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to okay. jinx it. But there's okay. this project that's like in the works with a guy and a girl and it's dancing and I'm throwing myself out at it. Let me tell you. Is, <laughs> is, is, is it a musical? Um, No, I, I don't think there would be, or yeah, okay. there would maybe be singing. Well, actually, I don't know if they're singing, that might be a problem. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> tell you i will do anything i'm reconnecting to my desperate roots okay. <laughs> i'm throwing myself at it <laughs> what is the state i don't want to belabor the jonas brothers thing i know you've talked about it to death and belabor I... the jonas brothers thing please okay do. <laughs> if you're happy to i mean for those that don't know Haley's something of a fan and and the great james corden kind of made dreams come true by connecting her and then she's in the video and now you're all just what hanging out every weekend in Malibu? Like, what's the state of the Jonas Brothers relationship with Haley Lou today? I wish I do wish we were hanging out all the time. I think I do think they're maybe a little bit scared of me just because when I did meet them in Vegas, when when they invited me to their concert and then we shot the music video in Vegas, um, I my like twelve year old self fully took over, which I think was needed because I needed to express like that was something that like had I'd been harboring for so long and it was such a true part of me this like intense obsession and love and like fanatic energy is that a word fanatic yeah was that right did I use it right let's go with it I was an English major I'm gonna say yeah okay okay cool fanatic energy <laughs> that I have towards them and had towards them when I was younger so it was like that all had to come out. Like, I think it needed to be expressed right. if, I, if I ever do actually breach the line of, of friendship with them. Um, so now maybe I'd be able to act like a little bit more, uh, you know, 
grounded. <laughs> and do, do, do you text them directly now? Is there a thread with one or multiple Jones only brothers? Have Joe's phone number. Nick, I'm sure will never give me his phone number because I like freaked out way too much with that guy. Let me tell you, but you know what? I do have his wife's number. Priyanka. And I, she, t- she, we took this picture together after the concert at this little like friends and family gathering that I was very overwhelmed to be invited to. We took a picture and I was like, can you send that to me? And then I like felt like I was being weird. So I was like, you can just airdrop it. Like, you, you don't, I don't need your number or anything. And she was like, don't be silly. Aww. Let me, <laughs> yes, she has my number. Joe has my number. Does Kevin have my number? No, I have Kevin's assistant's number. Um, but I, I've totally given up. I don't I hope, I don't think right. I'll get Nick's number. Look, I, okay, so admittedly, I'm a little bit out of the demo. I'm a little older, maybe not the target audience for the Joe Bros, but I get it to a degree. But talk to me like I, I, I don't get it. Give me, th- in 30 seconds, sell me on what makes the Jonas Brothers oh amazing. God. The hair, the talent, the morals, the nostalgia, how they've totally broken through the, the, the regathering, the... um. The love, the fandom connection, the um, their family qualities. Did I already say values? They're you just feel for them. You just you just root for them. You want to marry them. You want everything. <laughs> you dream about them. I don't know. <laughs> do, do, do you want me to leave and you can finish up for the next ten minutes? Just talking to yourself. <laughs> Um, yeah, honestly, that'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm in the way. Yeah, I don't want to. But yeah, Yeah. it's just like this, it's this pure, uh, love. Um, It's a a sweet thing when it's pure and it's not just about the music or them being cute or whatever. Maybe that was part of it at the time, but it's the whole, it's the narrative. It's the, it's the whole thing. And let me tell you, like these kind of, the values that they have, they're the, 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 they're just good people. And like, I I never knew if that was really true, but like, they are good people. They were so kind and generous to me and my friends. And I met their parents and they're the sweetest, most supportive grounding human beings. Um, I I want to be adopted by them. You know, I love what a twist that would be if they just took you up on that. Yeah. Honestly, he did. Uh, Kevin Senior did say that I was I was an honorary part of the family. He he told me that, and I'll never forget it. Wow. So um, switching gears was uh, not to. I don't know if this is a sore point or not, but it's always a badge of honor to be up for a big fun role. Batgirl. You were up for Batgirl. We know yeah. that. Yeah. Was that your first superhero audition? Every young actor has to do it. How many have you done? No, I've done quite a few. Um. Uh. And they're just. So much. <laughs> I mean, have you ever so- have, have you ever had to get into the costume? Like, have you ever had to do that? I've never gotten to do that. I did test, do like a big screen test for a Marvel character, and um, there was like real cameras there, and they t- they like did our hair and makeup and stuff. But I, they just like directed us in what kind of street clothes to wear, like what colors and stuff. We didn't actually get in a superhero costume, but um, yeah, it's just so overwhelming because you're just like committing to something and you haven't even seen a script right well people don't know like you sign literally like yeah i'm in for the next five movies if you so choose to take me yeah and now it's not even just five movies it's like seven years of like literally whatever they want you for which 
you know, is so, it's there's something that's so exciting about that if you meet like because, you know, hopefully you get to meet the, you know, director and the producers that would be making it and you like get to you like look up and read all the comics on the character and every or on the, you know, character. But um, so there's something that's like really exciting if you feel like all the other things like align and it's something that you could just like trust and throw yourself into. But but it is a lot. What was Batgirl the one that you felt like most excited about at the time? Like, did he connect with something about that character? Um, yeah. And yeah, J.K. Simmons being my dad would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Batgirl, like, I mean, it's like, it was pretty iconic, but um, it's, but yeah, I, I was very excited, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be others. I think they're going to make one or two more superhero movies. So. Might make a couple more. Yeah, they seem to do pretty well. <laughs> All right, let's let's end with the uh, happy, sad, confused, profoundly random questionnaire. Uh, some random questions for you. I think I know some of the answers already, but uh, dogs or cats, Haley Lou? Cats. Cats. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you collect? Clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Have any? Give me more. Clothes, mushrooms, mushroom. Memor what's the word mushroom statues i just have like a lot of mushroom shaped things around my house oh, interesting <laughs> and also mushrooms in my fridge and okay. other kinds of mushrooms around the house okay. what's the yeah. wallpaper on your phone darbin my cat oh <laughs> yeah uh do you have a favorite adult beverage um you know what? Back to the Jonas Brothers. I've been into lately uh, Joe's Sangria, his sparkling canned sangria. It's pretty delectable. Is that a word? <laughs> delectable? Yeah, that's a word. Delectable? Is it a word to describe sparkling sangria? Or Look, you're talking about the Jonas Brothers here. You're barely keeping it together. I, <laughs> I, I allow it. Would you rather have dinner with Daniel Day-Lewis or Vin Diesel? Oh, wow. Both at the same time. <laughs> Um, yeah that's good that's good i'll take it uh do you do a christopher walken impression no i wouldn't dare <laughs> i'm really bad with impressions what's the most annoying thing about you according to friends a partner a loved oh, one is there a common out common theme oh man this is a this is a sore spot because i actually have a lot of um worries that i'm just constantly annoying everyone around me um <laughs> But uh, probably like, you know, every strength overplayed is a weakness. So I'm a very sensitive person, but sometimes I can take things really personally, be too sensitive. Right. And I'm sure that's been annoying once or twice to the people in my life. You're an actor. It goes with the territory. You put yourself out there. Every strength overplayed is a weakness. So I go. just got to, you know, keep it in check, but also remember that it's just a quality that is part of me. What's the worst note a director has ever given you? Ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, the worst? Uh, I don't know if this is the worst, but once I was playing a very bitter character, like a very, very pained, bitter character, and a director came up to me and was just like, could you just smile once in this scene? And I was like, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> okay. In honor of Happy Sad Confused, the name of the podcast, an actor that makes you happy, Haley? An actor that makes me happy, Anthony Hopkins. 
Oh, good yeah. answer. Not in his roles sometimes, but just as a human being, he seems right. to be. Um, and a great social media presence. I don't know if he's doing it himself or what, but my gosh. Yeah, his Instagram is wonderful. <laughs> uh, what's a movie that makes you sad? Um, Inside Out. But sad in a good way, you know? Yeah. It connects me to my sadness, which is important. What's a food that makes you confused? Caviar. Oh, just the discrepancy yeah. between, look, this is so costly and hoity-toity, and yet it's gross and just not, you're not into it? Actually, no, I like the taste of caviar. Mm -hmm. But then I remember that it's fish eggs. The little babies. You don't want to, why, why are we doing this to them? Yeah, and it reminds me of that scene in Finding Nemo. Oh Moment. man! Oh man! Yeah. Anyways, all right. Should we should we finish with a, a quick Jonas Brothers quiz? Finish. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh no! What if I do bad? Okay. 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 Here we Bye. go. Okay. Finish the Jonas Brothers lyric. Prove that you're the true fan you claim to be. Okay. Haley, okay. Oh Richardson. no! Oh no! Oh no! Okay. Let's see. Let's do it. Focus up. One day when I came home at lunchtime, I heard a funny noise, went out to the backyard to find out if it was one of those ratty boys stood there with the neighbor or something. <laughs> I actually never knew that one part that came after that. I, <laughs> I I, loud at the concert. You're doing well. Um, I'm slipping into the lava. I'm trying to keep from going under. Baby, okay. the temperature hotter. When you look me in the eyes. Tell me that you love me. Okay. You are the one the sun, the light of day. You are the wings I need to fly away. When you give me love, I... I'm the star of that music video, you guys. <laughs> I've heard. Oh. <laughs> um, I woke up on my roof with my brothers. I woke up. Wait, 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 wait. I know this song, but I'm trying to think of the... Um... Do you have any other lyrics right before that? Because I I'm don't. Just... I, I have the name of the song. Would that help? Yeah, what's the name of the song? Um, that, that, that's just the way we roll. It's just the, I woke up on the roof with my brothers. There's a whale in the pool with my mother. <laughs> Who I met, I met their mother. Again, not to toot my own horn, but um, I did. All right, last one for you. Uh, I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars. Got, wait, been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars. And you in the dark. Can't get enough. You're the medicine in my brain. The tattoo on some in the medicine in the pain. The tattoo on some my brain. And maybe you know it's obvious. <laughs> I tried my best with that one. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna leave the Zoom. Haley Lou's gonna keep doing this for a while. If you guys oh. want to keep watching. Jonas Brothers karaoke and okay. I love it. That was um, it. Any other questions about like their life, fun facts about them? <laughs> Look, leave the audience and Haley Lou wanting more. We'll save it for our next session. I promise. There's more where that came from. Um, this has been a pleasure. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I'm in, and I'm sure you are. Um, congratulations on the White Lotus, on Christmas Twister, on everything you've done. Thank you uh, so much. Um, everybody, obviously, you guys have all watched uh, White Lotus, but watch it again and appreciate the greatness that is uh, Mike White's creation and Haley Lou's performance. Um, it's but been a real importantly, yes. watch the Wings music video. <laughs> Her true greatest work. Yeah, my um, friend. Uh, it's been a real pleasure getting to know you today. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Nice to meet you. That was really fun.
Thank you. Yep. Again, that sounded kind of sarcastic, but I was <laughs> being honest. That was fun. That was so fun. Thanks. Wow. Uh, I'll, guy. <laughs> I'll see you around Haley, Haley Lou, HLR. Well, HL. Actually, okay. on the last Survivors, on that one of the first movies, the director um, coined HL, my nickname. Okay. It's stuck. A lot of people call me that. See you around, HL. See you around, um, J J H. <laughs> Doesn't have the same. No. All right. Have a good one. Thanks again. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>